Hi, Dan. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Deary me. What state of affairs? Oh, God. Uh, I, look, I wasn't surprised, honestly. I, th- I think uh, I had a chat with uh, Tom last week, and I was like, yeah, United should have enough to win this game. Trying to convince myself that actually they would give two craps. And clearly, I was wrong, because clearly they did not. They so. should they should have enough to win pretty much every game. But yeah, what we're seeing now is what is and what's going to be for the next bit. Yeah. Because we had that little period of improvement where we weren't winning, like Burnley, sec first half of Villa, Watford. I say Burnley, I mean like a little bit of Burnley. And you could see, like it wasn't imperceptible that the improvements were happening. But now that we're out of everything, and I mean, the the lack of strikers isn't helping either. But these players, I mean, they saw off Ole. Like they they killed the club puppy. They don't give a shit about Ralph Rangnick. And... No, they definitely do not. I mean, Paul Pogba gave it, and I don't want to just beat down on him, but he was symptomatic of the whole team. He gave this interview during the, the international break where he said, oh, the season's dead. And it just, I was like, uh-oh, that's a big red flag there. They they just, like, the, the motivation to win these uh, eight games left is zero, isn't it? And... When you've been battered 5-0 at home by Liverpool, there is no further shame to, to garner. Well, quite. I mean, and, and clearly... They... For some of them, they're off. Lingard was ill, so he didn't play. Uh, Ragnick said he was throwing up during the game, which I thought, yeah, most of us were. I mean, I'm finding it annoying, actually. Ling- Lingard is like, I, I, did, I got over all like, the social media stuff. The Blake scored the winner in an FA Cup final when we had 10 men and, avoided, yep. and saved us and the football world from Pardew's celebration becoming <laughs> the thing that you saw at the beginning of every match of the day till the end of time. Yep. So I got a lot of time for Jesse Lingard. But what's annoying me now is just seeing him there, because I don't. We don't know exactly whether he could have gone, like if he had a good offer to go to Tottenham in this window and he knocked it back to earn more money. I mean that's up to him. None of my sure, business yeah. to tell him what he should earn. But I will also take some sort of value judgment on what I think one should do in that situation. And if he had the opportunity to go to Tottenham and he said no, then really, what are your priorities? I guess yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean he's. he's- 30 or nearly 30, isn't he? He's hardly and played any football in his career. He's rocking up towards the end of it and, and he's been a permanent substitute. Uh, anyway, I, th- I just, uh, you know, like it's Lingard, Pogba, Cavani, who wasn't fit. Uh, the players who aren't going to be around next season should, at this point, it's not even if they care or whether they don't care. Even if they really cared and I loved them, like my brother, yeah, I would still be thinking, is it better for United if those blokes never play again? Well, quite. Well, quite, and I, I think that's. I think it's come to that, and clearly the motivation to earn Champions League level wages is not there for the rest of them. I just don't see. I don't see it. I always feel like I'm being really reductive when I start talking about stuff like caring about winning or passion or anything or pride or anything or like that. Feels, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. It feels really reductive, but then I look at the total lack of intensity in yesterday's game it felt like a training game or a pre-season game or a dead rubber between two crappy mid-table sides which it basically was Uh, and I can't help myself go there because it It was a dead rubber indeed of the sort I found outside my front outside my doorstep just the other day from people who'd clearly been having fun of an evening oh nice (laughs) (laughs) But, but so the thing to finish the point about Lingard the reason why just seeing him is antagonizing me is just that when this season's gone, the only thing we can do this season and what's left is try and make next season better. Yep. 
Yeah. Rangnick is meant to be involved in that. Yeah. So he should, in theory, have less reason to try and protect his own brand, were he to have a brand, by trying to just like pick what you think is the best team to get a result in that game. Which it isn't! Which it keeps not being! Yeah. So maybe... So on that basis, the only way you can really harness any kind of positivity is by doing something with a view to being good next season. And the constant Pogba and Bruno, we know that shit don't work. Yep. And there was no centre forward. So what I hoped was going to happen when I saw the team was that Lang would be on the mid in the middle and Pogba would be on the left. Not because I want to see that particularly, but because that midfield, that box midfield... Didn't work last time. Oh out. man! <laughs> Didn't work this oh, time man, either. That, that box, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that box midfield. There was a few, there was a few moments in the game that felt symptomatic of United right at the moment. Uh, like fir- first one was Bruno playing air ball in, in through the channel for Pogba to go chase as a number nine would or a false number <laughs> nine or a second ghost uh, nine. I think Ragnit called it. And he just stood still. He just stood still. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. Couldn't even be bothered to amble over to that one. And then the second one, of course, was Alanga putting a tackle in on Rashford right at the end. Which was, uh, <laughs> oh, that was stuff. amazing. Great That stuff. was amazing. But the thing about... So with what your point with the lack of effort is, and I totally see it, but I think I was just blogging the uh, Everton West Ham, the West right. Ham Everton game and uh, work. And I think that there's something of United that I was seeing in Everton as well where... It's not that there's a lack of effort, exactly, but there's a lack of intensity and a lack that comes from a lack of conviction in what you're doing. Sure, yeah. yeah and and that's a fair sometimes point. it looks like a lack of effort, yeah, yeah. but it's more that mentally you're gone. Yeah. So you're trying as hard as you can because trying to that nth level requires to be, it requires confidence sometimes or something to be on the line. It requires sure. confidence or desperation or both in order to sort of access that top like 10 or 20 percentile of effort. Yeah, and... I think that's fair. I mean, United made 10 tackles yesterday. 10, uh, which is not many, by the way, <laughs> for a game. They can't access that extra 5%. Uh, and it's or... not, yeah, it's tough. And I, 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 I t- it's also, it's difficult mentally to do it. So there's no. a part of me is like, you play for Man United and you're elite level footballers. You've got to this point. You should be capable of getting to that point as well whilst also understanding that the malaise is so collective that is it are we just saying that all the players are that by amazing coincidence we can't there's an element of there's other stuff going on here that yeah, yeah. is making they make they'll make it difficult for anyone to deliver more than what they are at the moment in fairness to bruno he's still putting it in he is um, and, and he's, still, he's not playing it's not yeah but even because we're talking really like about what they're like off the ball like we don't uh-huh. feel that they're running hard enough but on the ball it's just they are so untidy and imprecise yeah and slow lost possession 126 times yesterday which is a lot again <laughs> and and even then even if they're not giving it away how often is a pass correctly weighted Sure. Comes when the person wants it, played at the correct pace, at the at the right time, into the yeah, into yeah. the stride. Almost never, and you can see it's starting to drag down Sancho and Alanga now. Yeah, yeah. Sancho had a particularly bad game yesterday, which is odd because he looked like he was finding his way in this team, didn't he? And 
Look, I, 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 there's nothing left to play for if they're like the chances of making the Champions League now are, are virtually zero, Sing, low single digits, I reckon, percentage wise. The only thing to play for because now they is, can't win enough games. It's nothing they, to do with just, even where the other teams are. No, no, they just can't win. And and you know what we're looking at now. And I, I hate to bring this up, but United's lowest ever points total in the Premier League era, quote unquote, trademark is 64. It's the Moy season. Might not make that. Might not on 51 now but so you know the humiliation just keeps piling in when when you know the Moisiahs West Ham are above you in the table then uh, you know the problems are really set in hard so it's just it should be impossible for this team to be this rubbish it should be there's a, there's a Hebrew word shvach right and that's what I was thinking about yesterday and shvach it's not on the, on the matter pick but when I tell you what it means I feel like shvach is just something that's so tame and weak and like half-assed and misconstrued right and crap and unreliable shrug man yeah that sounds that is what that is and you can feel it in the crowd as well no like apart from that i'm sure there's still people that there's still always be a few kids going to their first games and stuff yeah i would say that people that have anyone who's been going longer than about five years and it's not just because we're not good anymore will be finding this much more miserable than they felt at other times. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. At least in the 80s, there was Brian Robson and Norman <laughs> Whiteside. And, you weren't, and we weren't getting whacked by Liverpool all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, true. True. I, I don't see where the points are coming from now. I mean, uh, like, I'll play Everton next weekend and they're absolutely dreadful. But there's, there's <laughs> I mean, games the thing, against Liverpool and Arsenal and Chelsea to come. And where, where are the points coming in those games? Brentford... I mean, it's not unlike the end of Ole's first half season. Right, right. In just the, 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 the week-to-week dread. Yeah, yeah. I wish we had a, like a, a Europa League run or something to look forward to. Anything. Well, there's always, most of the last few seasons, there's been something going on at the end. Like last season, yeah. we were trying to come second, trying to get into Champions League, Europa League final. Season before, Europa League semi-final, we should have won that. That was a massive over... That was as big an oversight as losing to Villarreal was not beating Sevilla. Sure. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. dreadful that game. Dreadful. Then, the, the, then yeah, there was the season with the with the, the Europa League that we did win. So it was really, it's just that first, yeah. Oh, man, there's been some terrible stuff. I mean, and it's, it, ro- it rocks through the club, you know, like the uh, the under-18s that made the FA Youth Cup final. That's the end of the month. We've got that to look forward to, I suppose. It's a decent collection of 16 to 18-year-olds. The women's team could make the Champions League if they win their next three games. I, it would be, that would be, you know, I mean, yeah. They, that, they, that would be great for to, them. To, to, to knock City out of that would be good. But yeah, ultimately, there's a, yeah, there's a limit to the, the spring that's going to put in my step. <laughs> and, sure. Sure. It does mainly come down to the, the no marks that we're currently watching playing for the men's team. Teller, can we talk about Alex Tellers, please? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh my God, that cameo <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I don't know if it was probably too long to call it a cameo because it was 45 minutes. Yeah. But oh my God, did he have an absolutely despicable 45 minutes. He played for Brazil over the uh, international break and he's a regular now not necessarily a regular starter, but a regular in the Brazil squad. So there are two Alex Telezes, aren't there? The one that, that is going to go to the World Cup, probably, in Qatar. And the one that turned out for United yesterday, which was poor. <laughs> but they all were. <laughs> I thought he was by far the worst of an absolutely appalling lot. 
and he only played 45 minutes. I mean, look, I, 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 I can hardly find a good thing to say about any of them. I, I, like, I want nothing but good to come from Jaden Sancho. He had a poor game. Anthony Alanga couldn't get into it. Scott McTominay probably should have had a red because it's pretty studs up his challenge. I guess you could... Uh, Raphael Varane, like, just completely missed Madison's header for the, the Leicester goal and got himself robbed in a 50-50 that probably should have been Leicester's winner. No, no, that was that was a foul. But here's my thing about Varane. I'm pleased yeah. that he's like upping the handsomeness quotient again. Yeah, but he hasn't been at fault for most of the goals that have been conceded when he's been on the pitch. But why is he unable to make the players around him play very much better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing is when the goal scored, it's almost never his fault. But you're part of that back four. You know what a good defense is. Why I don't care if you're not weren't previously a communicator. Yep. You must be able to stay like stay yeah, yeah. tight. Whatever, whatever the commands are. None of them are communicator communicators in that back four though. I mean, Maguire isn't for all the kind of sense that he's uh, Ari and England's Ari, isn't he? He's not a leader. Varane isn't. Sure isn't. De Gea definitely isn't. And it's it is a problem, and I, I, he, the style of play that he is, the the kind of classiness on the ball, makes you think of Rio Ferdinand, right? But Rio Ferdinand was a real leader. Oh, he's not in the like, Having watched a season of him now, he's not in the same league as Rio. No, he's not. Because Rio, Rio is all the all the silky stuff that Varane is, and yeah. a physical behemoth as well. Hard fucking bastard as well. Yeah, yeah. And a competitor like wanted to win headers inside the box. I mean, Varane, yeah. in fairness, Varane does as well. That's that's not the right criticism of Varane. It's just that Rio's making other people play better. He's getting that defence stood yep. in the right place. Yeah, yeah. And he's somehow just having more of an impact on the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was better on the ball than Varane as well. He was better bringing it forward than Varane. And he's a better passer than Varane as well. Harry made a couple of tackles. He got a good reception from uh, United fans after getting booed. I, 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 I thought it was all very funny, to be honest, that Maguire getting booed for England... The, I mean, that used to be a regular occurrence. England when, fans booing United when players. they were good. People seem to, yeah, people seem to have forgotten that. But that was when they did when United were good. So everyone hated United. So they booed United players because United were good. Now why? Now why are they booing Maguire? They're booing Maguire for being crap for a team that they hate, for yeah, sabotaging yeah. a team that they hate. Like, surely you should be cheering him. Jim White. The writer Jim White, not Sky Sports Jim White, tweeted that Maguire has brought the country together, finally. England <laughs> fans hate him because he plays for United, and United fans hate him because he plays he for United. United. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, it, is, it is weird behaviour, but I guess the, who was doing the booing? Is it basically like kids who watch Soccer AM? Is yeah, that, yeah, probably. Is that, is that not people that actually go to football matches? With an England flag that says Basingstoke FC on it or something like that. But yeah, yeah, but as someone pointed out on Twitter, I can't. It was who was it? I can't remember. I was trying to give someone their credit for pointing this out, but he was just saying that notice the difference between the way that people treated what happened to Harry Maguire, which was like they got the Tottenham account tweeting support for him. I mean, what on earth is that? And what happened when Raheem Sterling was getting yeah, abuse, sure. racist abuse of all sections of the media? What should have happened was his teammates should have said, no, we're not giving you interviews. Guardiola and Southgate should both have been calling out on press conferences and yep. refusing to take questions or kicking them out, whatever it took to make that point. Didn't yeah, do yeah. anything. 
few nine-year-olds boo Harris Maguire to go tell their mates to school <laughs> the next day. And you've got rival clubs tweeting solidarity with him. I know. Like he's some, it, it kind, of, pathetic, like he's yeah. some kind of hero. Hashtag I stand with Harry. You know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll be putting little Maguire flags on our Twitter handles. Uh, uh, you know, like it, it, was, it was blown up um, to be something so huge. Rather like Harry Maguire himself. He's a mediocre footballer who's playing mediocre I mean, he's better. Team. I would say he's better than mediocre. Compa- I mean, I could I take that he might, he might be mediocre at the level we're talking. The level, like, as in, like, he's just about good enough to play for a crap Man United team. Yeah. And at his best, if he was the worst player in the team, you could have a good team. Yeah, yeah. But he'd have to be, if, he'd have to be the worst player in it. If you know, everyone was at his, at his level, you wouldn't be a good team. But yeah, he's just, he's had... He's had one of the all-time nightmare seasons. He really had. Yeah, I mean, yesterday might have been one of his better games. He actually put in a couple of tackles and blocks. and He was playing the right side of the centre-back pairing yesterday, which was which opens the pitch up for his decent-ish range of passing. I'm trying to find some good stuff to say. Uh, there's not much. So everyone had a stinker. I suppose Dave made a, a, a world he saved, didn't he? He, he, does, really he did fault. make a good save. But also, yeah. we don't have any strikers. Yeah. So why would you not be putting McNeil or Hugo yeah, or yeah. both on the bench? Both scored yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, if you get to a situation... I mean, you want them to play, ideally. But if you get to a situation where you need a goal, yeah, who's more likely to get you on? One of them two or Matic? And I mean, I know Matic was brought on to try and like stop us getting beat. Yeah, but, yeah. But, Ambition, right? But yeah, Makeda scored twice in two yeah, yeah. In, in three in two, in two weeks and helped United win the title. Wasn't good enough to be a United player, but the other lads who were on the bench that day would not yeah. have scored that goal that he scored because a centre forward's instinct and what to do and how to finish is is a, is something. It's a skill. Yeah, and so. Yeah. Well, you look at the bench yesterday. How many of them will be at the club next season? I mean, Matic might because he's got one more year. He shouldn't be. Wan Mata won't be. Lingard won't be. Jones definitely shouldn't be, although he's got one more year on his contract. Baye. So, uh, Eric Baye. Oh, didn't even make the bench, Eric Baye. I don't know whether he was injured or coming back. I don't think he was injured. He might be coming back from... No, he didn't. No, Did he, he, have... was, he, was, he would have been at Wembley if that would be the case. Not coming back from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Anyway. He wasn't on the bench. There's a whole bunch of them probably won't be at the club next season and it's completely pointless having them there. And we've now got... I mean, I, I feel bad even saying this, so apologies to everyone, but I believe there are eight league games remaining. There are, unfortunately, yeah. And yep. the only way... It can get very toxic with eight more games of that, especially if included in that is a kicking, off, kicking at Anfield, a kicking at Arsenal. Yep. It could get quite, it could get quite toxic. And it might there might be kickings as well because, as we said, the the players seem to have they seem to have gone and they seem to be on the beach already. And uh, I imagine, given that the club is a leaky sieve, that the appointment of it looks like Ten Hag will will be made and leaked out, and the players will be thinking about next season, not this. So anyway, you had a point you were making before I rudely interrupted. I think I can't remember what it was I think it was the United crap. I think yeah, it might. I, mean, I think it might have been that one. But what, what I was saying is that the only way of like kind of how harvesting and harnessing is probably actually the word I was seeking here. Any kind of positivity is to try and build for next season. Yeah, and that means no Pogba. 
it means, and I understood when Rangnick's reputation was at stake and why, for him, why he wouldn't do it and why there was things that could be done with the season. But the only way you can salvage end that aspect of reputation is by doing something good. And it's just like, it feels so facile and almost juvenile to say, well, just play the, play the, the kids. And I'm not saying they should uniquely do that, but yep. why would it... What, we're not playing well with Pogba, so what difference if it's Hannibal? Why yeah. might... I, I just can't understand why you wouldn't try and make... Why you wouldn't just pick Hannibal at that point. Not... And I'm just trying to think if we've really... And maybe there isn't... Maybe there isn't anyone else. You mentioned three, you know, Hannibal, McNeil, Hugh Gill, who scored against Burray yesterday, it was. Uh, he... All three of them could be getting minutes now. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Hannibal having come back from playing a lot of international footballers at the Arab Cup and played the qualifiers for Algeria. And there's a lot of talk about him getting some game time, and he's got none. Yeah, play Langer through the middle. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, like, say, you guys are going to give you a chance. You're going to play, if you're fit, you're going to play all the last games in the same position and try and build some relationships and some partnerships with the other players. Because otherwise, it's just going to be more of this. And yeah. Ragnar was asked after the game about the future. He dodged the question about his. He dodged the question about his involvement and about the appointment of a manager. Not no surprise there. But he said, "I'm very clear on what needs to happen." I don't know whether that was just a throwaway line, or and and it's not clear that he has any. He's going to have any power in this consultancy role. He's clearly got no role in the appointment of a next manager and but if he knows what needs to happen it's not really showing is it in in terms of how he's approaching these games but yeah i don't know i mean it is i mean the whole thing seems seems quite bizarre i'll tell you one thing i sort of quite like that he said he said it's difficult to change a technically great player into an aggressive player and we have a lot of people who are technical right yeah yeah because i was thinking well who do i think he's talking about here I mean, and just by calling him technical, there's quite a lot of people he's not talking about. No, McTominay, he managed to ping a lot of balls uh, completely wide. Of, yeah, the bad uh, day yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, you know. He's talking about Varane, aggress- technical, not aggressive. Sancho. Yeah, Pogba. Pogba. Sancho. Yep. Technical, yep. not aggressive. And I mean, I don't, I mean, Bruno is obviously, is not, is aggressive. And yeah. Rashford at his best is also aggressive, but yeah, maybe not he's right talk- now he's not. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's talking about him as well. Yeah, one of the most miserable parts of looking at the rest of this season is just how destroyed Marcus Rashford looks. And I, above almost any of the players in the at the club at the moment, I want him to succeed, and I don't want to be talking about how crappy he is. But he came on and he was really or crap. how good he is for someone else. Yeah, or which could happen. I mean, I don't know. Are we going to see him in an Aston Villa shirt next season? I mean, I doubt very much that... I doubt he goes anywhere in the summer because yeah. I can't believe a new manager's not going to come in and think I get something out of him. Yeah, of course they will. They definitely will. Yeah. Um, and maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe... I mean, Ten Hag, if it's him, he doesn't have that kind of personality. I read something about Ten Hag yesterday, uh, this week, maybe or last week, uh, on Eurosport, written by someone right. in Holland that said the players absolutely love him. Right, and yeah, maybe that would be enough. Like the Arsenal players, probably quite like Mikel Arteta. Me, I look at it from the outside and think, why on earth would anyone want to do what that bloke says? Yeah, yeah. And if you come in and you get young players, maybe who are reliant and grateful to you for their chance, and focused 
focused enough and just absolutely desperate for it that they'll run all day, not just for you, but for themselves, then yep. maybe maybe the technical aspect of organizing the team well, drilling them well, telling them what to do, helping them helping them game plan for opposition, whatever it will be, maybe maybe that'd be enough. I don't know. But at the same time, when I watch Emil Smith Rowe say and Saka mm-hmm. play football, I don't really see Arteta. I see players that fucking desperate for it. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 And that that doesn't come from Arteta. That comes from them. And yeah, I kind of concur on Arteta. I don't see. I don't see it. But it, it might. He's someone who that. I wish. I wish you'd have taught me at school. Oh man, I would have taken you to the absolute cleaners <laughs> if you'd have taught me at school. That's what I think about Arteta. He does have that kind of supply teacher kind of feel about him, doesn't he? <laughs> As does, honestly, Ralph Ragnick. He's a bit spiky. He can be a bit spiky, Ragnick. So he's got a bit of, he's got something there. But... I mean, it's the same with Arteta. The reason why I think we'd have nailed Arteta at school is because he struts about like he's this and that. Yeah. And yeah. quite confrontational and, in, and, and indignant in the way that he talks to people who aren't being unpleasant to him. Is that, that's, it, and yeah, that's why I think I, yeah, I, would have fancied having like a double English lesson with him. Um, <laughs> but all right, he... anything else? Any other thoughts? Because I'm like I'm. I, I feel like uh, this might be the conversation we have quite often before the end of the season. Yeah, that I keep coming back to. He's got to do something to rejuvenate. I saw James yeah. Garner played well again yesterday. Right, right. He's someone who was when I saw it. He, he was playing really well for Forest last season. I thought. If you dumped Fred into the championship, would we be saying this about him? And I felt like, perhaps, like, would they be saying that? I felt like perhaps they wouldn't. I mean, I guess it made sense to give Garner another season at Forest, but if he's not good enough to be right now to be getting into this United midfield, then he's not going to be good enough probably for this United midfield. In which yeah, case, well, maybe, maybe we should I have kept that. him. I don't know. Yeah, I I find it very hard to find a likely scenario in which the rest of the season is positive yeah and it also makes me feel like i find a very hard to find a likely scenario in which like basically the foreseeable future is very positive i mean there's so much change required a whole bunch of players are leaving a whole bunch of players need to leave maybe the new manager comes in and is a miracle worker i don't agree on that second bit because as long as it's improving then it's there's something to get on board with so sure. under Ole, when we weren't as good as I, when we weren't as good as the best teams under Ole, there was a quite a long period where I f- it felt like it was getting better, and That's you true. could see how it might get better from there. And with all the managers post Fergie, I've wanted rid of the ones I've wanted rid of all of them at some point, and that some point is where it's like, right, this is not getting better now. This is only going to get worse from here. There are a lot of people who with Ole who thought it from the beginning. Personally, the time when I f- I felt like it was getting better until this season, until the beginning yeah. of the season. And yeah, you can still make a case for firing him after the Europa League saying you should have won that. And also, we don't think you're good enough generally. I felt like he'd earned the chance to see what he could do with another summer's worth of signings. But it was the Leicester game. The Leicester away, the 4-2, I was like, okay, this is absolutely the end. There's not a chance it's getting better from here. But until that point, I wasn't happy or delighted with where it was, but felt like it was getting better. And I think once the new manager comes in, and we get rid of some players that we'd love to get rid of, and hopefully we sign two or three good ones as well. I don't think it will be hard to get a feeling of imminent progress back. Obviously, we, imminent progress is not what not not what we want. That's the problem. Yeah. And the problem is also that when 
when we were winning everything in sight, people that hated us had a scenario in every season that was acceptable to them. Whereas for us, because the two best teams in the world are our nearest rivals, there's no... Like, your every season begins with some kind of conversation about what you're prepared to accept. Like, what version of damage limitation do you think is the best? Yep. And that is also extremely unpleasant at the same time. There's no good ending to any of this. The only good thing about Liverpool and City fighting over the big pots is that it should mean that it should mean that none of them win the wrong three. We should do an Everton preview, but we were going to chat a little bit about some news. Back as content, we're going to talk about Champions League format changes and the World Cup draw and the World Cup generally. But I think we're going to talk about the new five subs rule that's going to come in from next season. Well, it's coming everywhere on the planet except the Premier League. It's one of those situations I do have thoughts. I'm not totally sure what they should be. But <laughs> I think that the, the ease the workload on players is quite compelling in its way. Yeah. But... The fact that the managers are supporting it for that reason, it just doesn't strike me as any great act of altruism. It's that obviously they want fucking five changes because then they can, then they've got more options. They make a mistake, yep. they can cover their asses. Yep. And it does seem a bit weird that you can replace half a team. I also yep. think that people are saying it doesn't benefit the better teams, but I don't think there's necessarily a good way that's been invented of measuring it. Because one way, one, one argument is people say, well, the team who benefit the most from it will be the team that have the least drop-off between yes. numbers 12 to 15 yeah. and 1 to 11. So, yeah. but I'm sorry, but that it, if you bring on one donkey for another, that's not the same as bringing Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz on. Yeah, no, it just It well, just isn't. That's definitely the argument that's been made. And there was a couple of academic papers that tried to make that argument as well. I think the worst part about five subs uh, is is not whether it benefits big clubs or small clubs. It's that it, it's used you know, very widely now for time. It's momentum. A hundred percent. You can just yeah. see like 10 subs in a half, three minutes injury time. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. If, if this came in with a countdown clock, and a fixed time, which is being experimented on in some leagues around the world, then that kind of stops the time-wasting aspect of it. There's still a momentum problem. It's not yeah. as simple as that. And maybe you say, well, that's just a tactic. But I, and even though, I did, obviously this would never happen, and I don't know even if it's the right thing that should happen, but one of the quickest and simplest ways to equalise the wealth disparity in the league is two subs because then all of a sudden you just can't have the you can't have those squads anymore yeah 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 sure yeah and it would well, never go it would... the other way <laughs> at this rate we'll have 11 subs and uh, rolling subs and it'll be like basketball and it's just going to encourage and also like we don't know what the effects are because there'll be some that we haven't thought of that we haven't seen yet sure but yeah the, it's not going to encourage the rich clubs to have smaller squads is it that oh. you can suddenly get, you can suddenly send on five five players. Yep. So yeah, looking forward to Juan Mata coming on in the ninety fourth minute uh, next season. Now he won't be because uh, he's out of here. But yeah, I I don't know that it's a good thing. But I understand the player welfare aspect of it. But there's a player welfare aspect because there are too many shit games. Yeah, if player, yeah, that, that's not the way to sort player welfare. 
but I guess if there is, if no other, if no other thing is going to be attempted, then would this be it? And how much? I don't know. Like how much? Like I mean, I can, can crunch the numbers. How much are we actually talking about? If you, so, what you'd need is you'd need a way of measuring the number of minutes the players were saved from playing over the course of say yep. a season by the additional two substitutions. And once yes. you've kind of caveated it in that way, are we seriously talking about a significant amount of welfare here? Probably not, because the best players are still going to be on the pitch. All, and so almost it, all the it, time. The, yeah, it's the, it's the welfare of the group of players who are not quite as good. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I think most of it is a push by the pushed by the coaches and I don't know if there's any real science behind the introduction. Yeah, one problem I'd say also with what we're saying about the time, the the timekeeping is I also wonder if we like then be getting ourselves into sort of timeout territory to sneak in some more commercial breaks. <laughs> Once the clock stops when the ball's out of yeah, play, yeah. why can't it stop for a bit longer so we can pay some bills? As someone who now lives in the States, I can tell you it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, Dan. No. I like it, timeouts. It's all American sports have it. It's, uh, it blows the momentum all the time. I, uh, I did the most American thing possible and went to see a pro ultimate Frisbee game. <laughs> <laughs> pro ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, which had about 200 people there. Uh, it was kind of weird. I have to say, they chucked that thing a very long way. <laughs> There's definitely some... Uh, and it's very it's all man-to-man, or this is f- women, so women-to-women marking. So it's kind of funny watching them shadow each other all over the place. Who was your team? Uh, well, it was the Seattle Tempest versus the Los Angeles somethings. I don't know. Anyway, uh, time Plastic out. surgeons? Lots, lots, lots. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Silicone Valley. I right. always kind of felt like that would be a much better way of calling when you're kind of making up football teams, like, or even cricket teams, like when they started, when they changed the cricket and you had like Lancashire Lightning. Surely we yep. can come up with something better than that. No, we can't. No, we can't. The world, worldwide, like, they've all got crap names. Northampton should nothing this is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something that says something about, about the place. What, yeah, what would this United be? United team be the 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 United couldn't give a fucks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Waste. Yeah, yeah. the United waste Manchester wastrels. That's um. true. What else happened this week? We had some a lot of well over the international break. We had a lot of chatter about next manager. We mentioned him. It seems to be down to two. It looks like they've interviewed Ten Hag and Poch and Lopetegui. And Enrique, um, and there's Enrique. And Enrique's not going to take it. He was very clear about that. I don't think, I don't see why we would, would we want Enrique anyway? Don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's he's produced a decent spade hide, hasn't he? But he's going to the World Cup and he's very, very clear. So I can't bear another... another season of this. I it would, yeah, yeah. It would have to be someone who we were so sure was good to make it be worth more of these like no players signed in the summer because we don't yeah, need yeah. more dickheads till between now and December. It's just yeah, I I, I couldn't. No, it's down. To, it's down to two, and as you said, we just hope that provides some momentum and some. No one knows. No one knows who the right guy is. It might be Ten Hag. It might be Pochettino. It might be both. It might be They're neither. They're all flawed, I think. We, 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 you just don't know. And I guess po- Pochettino has some clout for me because because I feel like he's got a, enough personality not to be 
dwarfed by it. Um, yep. Ten Hag, it feels like he's in hit the way the trajectory of his career. He is a coming man, but maybe he's just got perfect conditions at Ajax. He's got very good condition. Oh, apart from the wrong end, being his director of football. Who's since been, yeah, who's quickly been rehabilitated at Antwerp. Is that right? He's already got a job somewhere else. Interesting. He's got a job at Antwerp. Someone said, like, every, everyone deserves a second chance, something like that. Yeah, it was... Not that quickly, though. Not that... When, you're, when you do that, you shouldn't get the second chance that quickly. Sorry, can I just go back to that? It is important to give people new opportunities and to turn the page. That's what Antwerp's general manager said. Nice. Sorry. It is nice. page turning. The cornerstone yeah. of any moral society. <laughs> yeah. All righty. We got Everton next. You were doing the minute by minute on Everton West Ham. Yeah, Everton, Everton, Everton. They are dreadful. They are. They didn't actually play that badly. But like I said, like when a team's got no confidence, that is how they play. Like they control, they play well. They control, play well at the beginning. Then there's a setback, and they really struggle to come back from it. And then they they came out the second half, started quite well again, scored, conceded basically straight away afterwards, and then just had nothing and had the man sent off after that. Yeah, they've got ten games to go, so they've got a couple of games in hand over Watford and a four point gap to Burnley. They're playing Burnley on Wednesday. Oh God, that's a big game, isn't it? Yeah, if they lose that game to Burnley, I'd say a point and points on the board might be enough. Watford, Everton have got a nasty run in once they're finished against United, but so do Watford. A point at Burnley might just be enough. Oh, what also was obviously hilarious happened in that, in that Everton game was Beak was there starting and he does his thigh in the warm-up. Meanwhile, yeah, Deli Alley is on the bench and when Beak gets injured, he sticks a centre-back in and instead of him, Holgate plays in midfield. And then when they need a goal, Deli Alley still doesn't come on. There's, I didn't see anything in Lampard. He did nothing at Derby. No, and, and he, rubbish at Chelsea. He, he, rubbish at Chelsea because, I mean, Chelsea's... But what did he think? Of when he was at Chelsea, but, did he think, does he look at what happened after he left and think, see, I told them it was good. <laughs> if, only, if only they'd have kept me. Or yeah, right. does he look at it and be like, oh my God. Like, that's yeah. like... I really, I really, Thomas Tuchel properly shamed me there. He he should be thinking that. He's a smart enough man, Lampard, isn't he? But I don't know how self-aware he is, but he doesn't seem to be a very good football manager, which is kind of what the game's about, if you're a football manager. <laughs> um, but, you know, look, it's going to be dreadful quality, isn't it? United should win this, clearly, you can just see what like, you can just see Calvert-Lewin scoring a header from a corner in the first five-minute flurry, and it going sure. from there. I mean, there've been some absolutely like, some of the worst United performances in history have come at Everton. Like the last, more, the last game of Moyes, that four-nil under Ole, and that the the last bit of United that was as terrible as this current bit of United is. And again, like they just need to do something to make it not like this. Do you remember? At the end of last season, we played Leicester at home. Yep. And I think we must have already got second. So, oh, they played, like, not a youth team, but he did it again again, and he did it against Wolves, and they won. Yes, that's right, yeah. And they wouldn't do it now, but why? 
Wasn't, he, wasn't it, was that Elangus Elangus scored, Elanga scored against me, Wolves yeah he did, did he make, meanwhile yeah, but I guess yeah. but I guess now maybe it's harder to do like you've got police trees away our managers can't even get a game at Rangers yeah yeah um, so maybe it's because you ha- you haven't got the players but yeah again the, to not make it just disgusting it's like seven weeks till the end of the season it can't it can't be like this and there isn't a performance these players couldn't put they couldn't find the performance against Atletico uh-huh. They found forty-five minutes against Atletico. There's, there's just no, there's no reason to think they're going to be asked to do it at Everton when Everton try and stay up. Yeah, and I don't know whether that desperation on Everton's part can overcome the fact that they look like a bunch of players that have never played football before. If you've ever get, ever coached any kids playing football, where they all chase the ball around and there's no structure to it. Richard, like, yeah. you know, I mean, Richardson tried his best actually today, but just. Player? Yeah, yeah, he's someone who I thought would have would be better than he is by now. I mean, he's maybe going to enjoy playing in the championship. Yeah, maybe he's a, another one who, if you look at someone like, like Rashford, they just play under so many managers, it just becomes hard to get any continuity. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, Everton also they got they got that in the back of their minds, in the front of their minds, there's the fact that they might go down and Liverpool might win the league or win everything or who knows what. That's depressing, isn't it? Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway. Anyone there any jokes? I don't think I do. I've got a riddle. I can t- I'll give you a riddle. Should I give you a riddle? Go, go on. Go for it. As my daughter said it, told it to me the, just uh, the other day. What word, what word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Don't know. Short. Uh, very good. <laughs> um, very good. <laughs> there, was a, there, there was another one and I've forgotten what it was. Um, here it goes. If Mrs. Cohen, Mrs. Cohen has Mrs. Cohen has five daughters and they each have a brother. How many children does Mrs. Right. Cohen have? Six. Yeah, correct. One, one out. Of, one out of two. My daughter's not. My yeah. daughter's eight. Now, I, when I got my brain into it's riddle mode, <laughs> uh, I actually actually put some thought into it. So you're like United you defender in the first ten minutes of a game. That's it. Yeah. Need need another cup of coffee. I think we should let these poor people who haven't to listen to this go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a good scuffle as the players came off in the Newcastle-Chelsea game. Right. I d- yeah. didn't quite see what happened, but Maximan was involved and Benton Kerr. Newcastle-Spurs? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like a bit of fighting. I'd, I'd almost go for that with United, just to spark something. It sounds so basic, doesn't it? Can't someone just rattle really someone? Does. Like, so Begbie. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> McTominay did do it, and it didn't make any difference. I knew that cunt was gonna fuck some cunt. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> no cunt leads till I find out what cunt did it. <laughs> Alrighty, backers, stay tuned. Patreon.com forward slash NQA Teapod. We're gonna chat about the Champions League and Liverpool City and the World Cup. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>